Come on in. It's 1045. And welcome to York. Now, maybe some people don't realize that the service time changed. As of this week, we start our 1045 summer hour. And uh, we're glad to see you here today. Hope everyone has got some great Memorial Day plans. We're going to sing a couple of great praise songs. We're going to ask you to stand up with us and praise this first song together. Better is one day than a thousand days without you. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. For my soul longs and even faints for you. For here my heart is satisfied. Within your presence, I sing beneath the shadows of your wings. Better is one day in your courts, better is one day in your house, better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. Better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house, better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere, thousands elsewhere. One thing I ask and I would see, to see your beauty, to find you in the place your glory dwells. One thing I ask and I would see to see your beauty to find you in the place your glory dwells. Better is one day in your courts, better is one day in your house, better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. Better is one day in your courts, better is one day in your house, better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. My heart and flesh cry out to you, the living God. Your spirit's water to my soul. I've tasted and I've seen. Come once again to me. I will draw near to you. I will draw near to you. To you. Better is one day, better is one day, better is one day than thousands elsewhere. Better is one day, better is one day, better is one day than thousands elsewhere. 
so many blessings and the love and the goodness and the mercy that you give us all each and every day. Please continue to bless us. Be with us today, tomorrow, and forward as we worship you and live in the ministry that you have called us to have. In Jesus' name we pray all of these things. Amen. Let's think about his love. His love is mercy. Think about his love. Think about his goodness. Think about his grace that's brought us through. For as high as the heavens above, so Great is the measure of our Father's love. Great is the measure of our Father's love. So great is the measure of our Father's love. How can I forget His love? How could I forget His mercy? He satisfies, He satisfies, He satisfies my desires. Think about His goodness, think about His grace that's brought us through. For as high as the heavens above, so great is the measure of our Father's love. Great is the measure of our Father's love. measure of our Father's love. Even when I've strayed away, His love has sought me out and found me. He satisfies, He satisfies, He satisfies. 
satisfied my desire. Think about its goodness. Think about its grace that's brought us through. For as high as the heavens above, so great is the measure of our Father's love. Great is the measure of our Father's love. Great is the measure of our Father's Satisfy me 
with your love and all I have in you is more than enough and all I have is more than enough and all I have in you is more than enough amen good morning and welcome to worship we're thrilled that you're here today, the start of our summer hours. We'll continue to meet at this time at 1045 uh, through Labor Day Sunday. <clears throat> Take this time, if you will, to fill out your friendship tab. Let us know what your prayer concerns are, what your joys are, and what fellowship activities you might be interested in joining in, so that you might put those in the offering plate when that's passed. A few announcements about upcoming events. Next Sunday is Pentecost, and we will receive the Holy Spirit. We'll also celebrate Holy Communion and recognize those seniors who are graduating from high school. We'll also receive a special offering, the Pentecost offering, which the Mission Commission has decided the 40% of that offering that stays here locally, that'll be used to offer scholarships to youth and young adults who wish to attend Triennium next summer which is a gathering of 4,000 youth from across the nation at Purdue University for a week of Bible study, worship, and praise of God. Two weeks from now will be All Music Sunday. That's when every single part of our worship is in, offered to God in music in some way or form. So if you have a gift that you would like to share, maybe singing, playing an instrument, drums, dancing, whatever that might be, let me know after worship or call the church office this week and let us know how you could share in Music Sunday. Yes, dancing is allowed. It's okay. On June 14th, we will gather for the congregational meeting in which we will elect elders and deacons to serve in God's church. We'll also receive the annual report, and a copy of that annual report will be ready for you on June 7th to pick up so that you might read it at home. A few dates that are in your happenings, and I would encourage you to mark these on your summer calendars. The Corn Boil and the Chal Church Picnic will be combined into one event this year, and that'll be on Sunday, July 19th. The Run for Hunger is on the 26th. Vacation Bible School will be held that first week of August, August 3rd through the 6th. If you'd like to volunteer, please see Angie after worship. Angie, wave your hand. <clears throat> and church camp will be held on the weekend of August 21st. We'd also like to just pause at this moment to give thanks to all of you who have been involved in preparing the gardens of the church. You've probably noticed when you've been coming and going to church these last few weeks how gorgeous the grounds are. Our thanks really go out to Sandy Chapman and all those who work with her on the gardening committee. Thank you. The trustees who have spread cubic yard after cubic yard of mulch. Uh, and thanks to all of them for their hard work. Children of the church, would you please come up? And Dot, you can come too if you want. Dot, if you want to come up, you can come too. All right, you guys ready? Good morning. Have you ever been a witness? Do you know what a witness is? 
No, it's a big word. A witness <clears throat> is someone who has seen something or heard something, and then they stand up and tell the truth about it. They let people know what they've seen. So could you look in here and turn that around and tell us what do you see? Be a witness for us. What do you see? Lots of shapes. Okay. What do you see? Different kinds of flowers. What do you see when you look into the kaleidoscope? Which colors did you see? Blue and green. And, and a little red, too? Okay. And he's turning. What do you see? Shapes that are moving around. Now, all of you looked inside the same thing, right? But all of you experienced something a little different. Some of you saw shapes moving around. Some of you saw blue and green colors. Some of you saw dancing figures and changing things happening. You have all been a witness. You've told us, you've used your words to tell us what you have seen. And even though you all looked into the same kaleidoscope, sometimes you see something a little bit different. That's being a witness. Today in the Bible lesson, Jesus calls on all of us to be a witness for him. Now, being a witness for Jesus means that we're willing to tell our friends and our family and our neighbors and even people we might not know yet everything that we believe about Jesus and God and Holy Spirit. So being a witness just means telling stories. It means telling the truth. So I encourage you, every chance you have, to stand up and be a witness for Jesus and tell someone what you know about God and Jesus and Spirit. Can you do that? Of course you can. Let's pray. Dear God, give us words to describe how we feel when we know that you love us. Give us stories to tell about how great your witness is in our life. And give us great courage and joy so that we are eager to be your witness. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's children say, Amen. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God. You who are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The psalm for today is Psalm 93. Listen for the word of God to you. The Lord is king. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He is girded with strength. He has established the world. It shall never be moved. 
Your throne is established from on old. You are of everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voices. The floods lift up their roaring. More majestic than the thunders of mighty waters, more majestic than the waves of the sea, majestic on high is the Lord. Your decrees are very sure. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. Amen. And our second lesson today comes from the book of Acts, that very first chapter, verses 1 through 11. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs. And for 40 days, and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, this is what you have heard from me. For John baptized you with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is, it this, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set his own authority. But you will receive the, whole, the spirit of the Holy let me try again. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing up toward heaven, and suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up at heaven? This Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come the same way as you saw him go into heaven. These are the words of our God. Thanks be to God. Christ is risen. He is risen okay, the same thing happened in the first service. I didn't think you guys would respond that way. So I'm, I'm thrilled that you are. I thought that you wouldn't sound so convincing about knowing that Christ is risen and that I'd have to ask you again and say, Christ is risen. He is risen Amen. Yes, today marks the seventh Sunday of the season of Eastertide. In fact, just yesterday I removed those colored plastic eggs that have been hanging on the bush in my front yard. I was starting to sense that the neighbors were wondering if I was that crazy pastor on the block who was going to leave them up all summer long, like one of those people who leaves up Christmas lights all summer long. No, not at all. 
I just relish living into every single day of Eastertide. So after the lilies have long faded and the remainders of the daffodils have been braided and the world may be headlong into picnics and sunscreen, I'm pausing right here for another Sunday of Eastertide. Just this past Thursday, the Christian world celebrated the ascension of the Lord I'll admit it, it's not a high holy day for those of us in the mainstream Protestant church. But certainly, to the original 12 disciples, this had to be a most remarkable moment. Can you imagine what it was like for them? They had left their families, their livelihood, they had left their nets on the beach to answer a call to follow this teacher. They went around with this traveling carpenter from countryside into city and to village for nearly three years, never quite sure where they were going or what lessons Jesus might teach next, and still they followed. Then just when Jesus' teachings were starting to make sense and more people were saying yes to his ministry and everything was going great, everything turns. The power cannot stand the way the people are drawn to him, and they crucify him. Scared and uncertain, the disciples deny that they've ever known him. They barricade themselves in an upper room. Jesus is crucified and buried. Jesus Christ is resurrected and lives. Christ is risen. For 40 days, Jesus walks with them. He eats with them, sits at table, breaks bread, grills breakfast for them on the beach, and offers many other convincing proofs that he is alive and with them. And then suddenly, without any warning, Jesus transforms and ascends into heaven. The risen Christ leaves the disciples to take his rightful place next to God. And they stand there. Gazing up at the heavens. What has just happened? I imagine their mouths were open. They were frozen in their tracks in amazement and transfixed on the transforming Jesus. It's happening again. Everything is changing. We look through the kaleidoscope and shift the wheel, and everything changes. New colors, new shapes, new findings. It doesn't seem that long ago to me. I tried to calculate it in the first service. More than 25 years, but it doesn't seem that long that my husband, Sam, taught me how to use a camera, one of those old-fashioned cameras with a single reflex lens, where you have to actually learn how to focus the lens. You have to learn how to set the aperture, select a shutter speed, and frame a picture. I loved learning this new art form, and I looked forward to the weekends that we would journey into the city, venturing into new neighborhoods and new ethnicities, meeting people. I would photograph people. He would photograph buildings. He would do sketches. 
And with each opportunity, I could hold the camera and move the lens so that I could focus close up on what was right in front of me and everything far away would be blurry. Or I could focus in the medium and get a nice clear picture. Or I could focus on what was very far away from me and leave what was close to me blurry and unimportant. It was really up to me and what I would see through the lens as to where the focus would be. I imagine, I wonder if it was like that for the disciples as they tried to decide where to fix their eyes and what would they focus on. Would their focus be far away on the heavens and the Jesus who had left them? Or would their focus be close by and what they might do next? They blink once and twice. They rub their eyes, not sure what they have just witnessed or where they are to go next. I bet that they were actually quite happy that Jesus told them to stay right there in Jerusalem for a period. Sure, Jesus, we don't have a clue, so we're happy just to sit right here in Jerusalem and wait for a while. For this feels like home, and it's a little comfortable. Because Jesus told them, not many days from now, you will be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Jesus tells the disciple, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses right here in this place in Jerusalem. You are the home team witness. And you will be my witnesses to the nation, to the neighboring nations, to all of Judea and all of Samaria. And that's not all. You will be my witness to the ends of the earth not waiting for any questions, not waiting for any yeses or nos as to whether they would accept this call. After this proclamation, Jesus is transformed and he ascends. You already know next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, the day on which we mark the blessing of the Holy Spirit. How will the Holy Spirit bless us this year? What will the Holy Spirit bring to us on this Pentecost? Indeed, what new things or what old things is the Spirit calling us to engage in? After celebrating the glory of the resurrection and proclaiming ourselves an Easter people, now is the time for us to take up the call to be witnesses. We have seen and heard, we have felt and witnessed the power of the love of God, a love so intense that no earthly power could ever, will ever overcome it. So now, my friends, what will our witness be? What will we choose to focus on? And this is not something as easy or as arbitrary as rotating a lens and choosing a subject. Discerning our call requires listening carefully to the Holy Spirit. It means being willing to sit quiet long enough to let the Spirit shower over us. And it will take all of us. It will take all of us from the 9 o'clock worship, all of us from this worship, all of those not present today to discern where God is calling us, 
not one commission, not even one holy session, can discern the future of where we will go. But it will take the wisdom of the whole body. Perhaps part of our witness will be to our hometown, to our neighbors and to our community right here close by. And then another part of our witness must go out to the regions and to the nations. Yes, even those folks who are living in Samaria, those nations with people that we call enemies, yes, even our witness will go to them and to the very ends of the earth. In just a few weeks, we will have our annual meeting, a time to pause and celebrate another program year. Now, many of you in the congregation have been busy writing reports this week, writing reports so that we might document what our witness has been this year. And in two weeks, on June 7th, you'll pick up your report, you'll run home, and you'll read it all week long, saying amen and alleluia to the witnesses that have been offered here this year. But let's take a little preview look. What is it that we have done What has our witness been to the hometown crowd this year? What have we done and how have we shared the good news right here at home? Now here's when you participate and and you just call out things back to me. What has been our witness here locally this year? The food pantry. The run, the run for hunger. Vacation Bible School. Town, that midweek program where children and mid-highs come and gather and study and sing and break bread. Small groups for men and for women, for couples, where people gather together to read God's word, to ponder what it means to them and to support one another in prayer. Sunday worship, what a concept. The witness that happens right here in this place in this time. Perhaps you've even invited a friend to come with you this year. Maybe you've told a neighbor or you've invited a family member to return with you to regular worship here. Certainly God's spirit is alive in this place on Sunday mornings. And where has our witness been to the region? a little further out. Mission trips, where did we go this year? Iowa. In Iowa, hands and hearts witnessed to the love of Jesus Christ, offered compassion to people who were suffering from flood-torn homes, rebuilt community centers. Where else has our witness been to the region and to our own nation. In North Carolina, the youth group, the youth group last summer went to North Carolina and offered, they did some programs with children there and offered a witness to Jesus Christ. Things like the night ministry that we support that operates in the city of Chicago The night ministry, people who go out every evening to greet homeless teens and young adults, to offer them medical care and a sack lunch, 
and a pair of clean socks. That's where we witness to God's love. Fair trade coffee. How was that a witness for us? By choosing to purchase fair trade coffee and fair trade cranberries and almonds and chocolate bars, we are voting, we are making a statement saying we care about the small farmer in nations that might be very far away from us. We care that you too would have a fair and living wage. And so we choose to purchase fair trade. What are we doing to offer God's witness to the very ends of the earth? Caring for creation. We're doing small little things, but they make a difference. We introduced blue recycling bins to the church this year. We now recycle the paper and the cans that we use. A rain barrel has been bought for the church property so that we might savor the rains that come from the heavens rather than using those that come from a spigot. We're more conscious about our use of electricity and carbon footprints. These are ways that we put our faith into action. How else do we witness to the ends of the earth? Compassion International, our Mission Commission, and you all with your Mission Benevolence dollars support three children living in other nations that they might have education, clothing, health care, and receive letters from children and adults here letting them know that they are loved and prayed for. Missionaries, does anyone remember which missionaries we support and where they are? We had a couple of them come this year and visit us. In March, John McCall came. Do you remember John? He talked about the body of Christ in John 3.16. And John has been a missionary for 13 years in Taiwan. When we can't go to Taiwan, we use our financial dollars to support missionaries who can. And Milton Mejia, a pastor from Colombia, who has needed to leave his homeland out of fear for his life, came here and shared with us. He witnessed to us so that we might learn about how Christians in other countries are living into the gospel and sharing the good news. All of these are ways that we have been witnesses this year. And so hold on. What will the Holy Spirit have in mind for us next year? What will the Spirit call us to do? These are my challenges for you. What if this next year we expanded the boundaries that are served by the food pantry? What if we provided groceries not just for people living in Elmhurst and Bensonville, but what if we provided groceries to folks who were hungry in Hillside and Berkeley, less than a mile from our church? Is it possible for us to imagine that God is so abundant that God would provide for us the food, the volunteers, the resources, the money needed so that we could feed hungry people less than a mile away? Is it possible? What if instead of sending checks 
to the night ministry? What if sending checks to the Interfaith Council for the Homeless? What if we actually went down there? What if we physically became active in those ministries and passed out lunches and met homeless people face to face? What if we celebrated homeless African-American women being given a key to an apartment where now they will live with dignity? Is it possible? What if we actually traveled to the ends of the earth? What if we opened ourselves to both being a witness to those in other nations and receiving the witness of faithful Christians there by traveling to Colombia or to Africa or to any other nation where we would break bread and share in the worship of God with people who live in war-torn areas? This is what we would receive from them as a witness. They would show to us that there is absolutely nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Not guerrillas, not paramilitaries, not threats on one's own life. But the people and the Presbyterians in Colombia are gratefully and joyfully worshiping God and eager for us to come and join them. Could it be possible that we would go to the ends of the earth to offer the witness of Jesus Christ? Could we be so bold? Might the Spirit call us to do these things? Right now, we've been called to wait one more week. Wait now and let your hearts be filled with prayer, for the Holy Spirit is coming. Be ready for the roar of that Spirit to greet you next Sunday as we gather here to celebrate Pentecost, because it just may be possible that the Holy Spirit is calling us to offer witness to Jesus Christ in these and many other new ways that we cannot yet even understand. Amen. This next song is like a listen piece like a uh, music or meditation, that's what I used to call it. All it is is a song that really is a testimony to our faith. And we talked about, well, what happens now after the resurrection? What, one of the goals and, and the challenges of our life is to have that testimony and to be able to share it with everybody else in our, in our world and in our homes and in our neighborhoods, schools. Uh, living a life that gives glory and honor to God and saying, I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe he is the Son of God. I believe he died and rose again. I believe he paid for us all. And I believe he's here now. Standing in our midst. 
with the power to heal now I have the grace to forgive I believe in you Lord I believe you are the Son of God I believe you died and rose again. I believe you paid for us all. I believe you are here now. Standing in our midst. Here with the power to heal now. And the grace to forgive. And I believe you're here now. Standing in our midst. Here with the power to heal now. And the grace to forgive. A few concerns to share with you about our gathered community. Carol Spittler continues to wait for results from a biopsy. Cindy Stoner's brother-in-law, Bob Rozoff, is having spinal surgery fusion this week, and the Stoners ask for our prayers. Janet Andrews continues to recover from surgery, and Daniel Suits is suffering some health-related issues while serving as a Peace Corps volunteer in South Africa. Mark Carlson reports that his mother, Joan, came back to town to have knee replacement surgery this past week and that the surgery all went well. She'll be in the hospital a few days recovering and then moving to rehab and they ask for our prayers for her speedy recovery. Joyce Carlin's daughter-in-law's mother, Jean, continues in hospice care and that family covets our prayers. What other joys and concerns or prayer requests do you have this day? Charlie. Charlie has a friend whose name is Chris, who's having surgery for melanoma. Other prayer requests. Yes. Lisa got a part-time job. Great. What are you doing, Lisa? Excellent. Thank you, God, for good work. Will you join your hearts in prayer with me? Living God, creator of all humankind and all living things, we thank you for the glory of this day and the blessings of our lives. With every breath we take, may we continually praise you and live in gratitude for the relationships you have given us, the challenges through which you see us, 
and the opportunities you set before us. Keep us awake and open our hearts as we await the coming of your Holy Spirit. Embolden us to receive your Spirit's calling for tomorrow. Fill us with the hope of possibility and the assurance that serving as your witnesses in new and perhaps unfamiliar territory will also place us in communion with sisters and brothers that will in fact witness to us. Each new adventure will create an opening for others to witness to us as well as we witness to them. On this weekend, our nation pauses to remember and to honor all those who have bravely given their lives to protect and defend us as a nation. For the values they defended, for the wounds they may have suffered, for nights and days filled with anxiety, loneliness, and fearful uncertainty, we honor them. Hear our prayers as we now offer the names of veterans that we know. For grandfathers and brothers, for aunts and cousins, for sisters, and not only those that have served in the past, but those that are currently serving God. We pray for Matt Manfredi, Nick Eddington, Tammy Oglesby, Tommy Jacobson, Josh Lund, Mark Ladwig, Danielle Suits, Stephen Toburin, Aaron Wagner, and Jake Olin. O Holy Spirit, fill the men and women serving in the military with your wisdom. Give them hearts of compassion and impeccable judgment. Protect and guide their every move. And may their actions and very presence move all nations closer to your kingdom, closer to your peace. Gracious God, let us never take for granted the freedom that we have and hold us responsible to protect the liberties of all peoples. Compassionate God, hear our prayers for those facing uncertain times in their lives. We pray for your enlightenment to be with all who have been laid off from jobs, with all seeking the next career, with families struggling to have food on the table. We yearn to live into your hope, but find the uncertainty of tomorrow sometimes overwhelming. Calm our anxiety and fill us with your peace. And lead us into your faithful plan for our future. O Holy Spirit, we thank you that you have opened the door and given work opportunity to Lisa. Bless her in this new position. And let all who receive her good work Feel the power of your blessings. Merciful God, we pray for the sick and for those who are healing. Be ever near Carol as she awaits test results and give Joan a speedy recovery from knee surgery. 
We pray that you would be especially with Chris as he undergoes surgery for melanoma this week. We pray for strength of spirit and good health for Danielle. Be with Bob and his health team as he prepares for surgery. And we pray for Janet in her recovery and ask that your mercy, peace, and comfort be with Jean. Listening God, hear now our silent prayers for all those needing your healing grace. Jesus, we long to be your witnesses, yet we are not always clear what to do or what to say. Fill us with courage and hearts that long to share your good news. Holy Spirit, be the very breath that gives us words and actions and opportunity to tell your story, to hear the witnesses of others and to be filled with a passion that is solely yours. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Like the disciples waiting for the Holy Spirit, we too gather together and we pray as Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. My Savior. I am not skilled to understand what God has willed, what God has planned. I only know at His right hand stands one who is my Savior. I take Him at His word and deed. Christ died to save me, this I read. And in my heart I find a need of Him to be my Savior. That he would leave his place on high And come for sinful man to die You counted strange, so once did I Before I knew my Savior My Savior loves, my Savior lives My Savior's always there for me My God he was, my God he is my God is always gonna be My Savior loves, my Savior lives My Savior's always there for me
for me. My God, he was, my God, he is, my God, he's always gonna be. Yes, living, dying, let me breathe. My strength, my solace from the spring. That he who lives to be my king Once died to be my savior That he would leave his place on high And come for sinful men to die You count it strange, so once did I before I knew my Savior, my Savior loves, my Savior lives, my Savior's always there for me. My God, He was, my God, He is, my God, He's always gonna be. My Savior loves, my Savior lives, my Savior's always there for me. My God, He was, my God, He is, my God, He's always gonna be. My Savior loves, my Savior lives, my Savior's always there for me. My God, He was, my God, He is, my God, He's always gonna be. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord and have a fantastic week and a great holiday.